Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I do. So everybody, we have a famous celebrity DJ in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So today, for you all tuning in for the first time, I'm Dr. Tomi, better known as Amma Abasa. This is the Wellness and Wahala podcast where we talk about wellness issues and current affairs wahala so the topic today is reshaping from the ground up in a new nigeria and size and we have a expert in the house dj d money how you day yeah i'm good how are you <laughs> i'm good oh i'm good so let them know who you be your award-winning dj you do a lot of great things you have great mixes on apple music on all the music outlets you have live shows virtual live DJ shows especially during this lockdown so let them know who you be well first of all I want to say thank you very much for allowing me to to be on this amazing platform um I see what you do so congratulations to all your achievements both home and abroad you know I definitely follow your movement and you're definitely an inspiration to to this generation and the generation coming up so thank you very very much for having me all right thank you thank you it's an honor <laughs> definitely so well my name is um dj d money um yes, based in in chicago um i grew up in nigeria born in chicago but i grew up in nigeria uh, my high school was in nigeria but um you know came out here uh 98 january 98 so i did my college here my undergrad and okay. uh, my, I got my master's degree as well in business administration. So along the, you know, when guys were going to school now, we picked up this whole DJing thing. And uh, I've always been passionate about music, you know. Um, and uh, I don't watch TV. <laughs> I may probably watch the news. But <laughs> if you tell me to, hey, D-Money, go watch this movie, I'm not going to watch it. But <laughs> if you give me music, you know what I mean? Every time yes. I'm feeling down music does it for me you know so i picked up djing about i'd say 19 20 years ago hey two decades in the game yeah yeah <laughs> i picked up i picked up djing while while i was going to school out here and um you know uh i, I didn't think it would be as big as as it is now you know i thought it was just one of those things that you know you pick up this hobby and after a while you just leave it alone and move on to other things but you know when we started it it, it felt like you know you're making money doing what you're 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 passionate about which so which is very important to everybody whatever you're doing you know whatever you you want to make money doing you got to be passionate about it you just cannot just Mm -hmm. pick it up because you know so for me i was passionate about djing and uh uh man you name it all i've dj'd all over all over chicago um when i first started it was kind of hard for me to get in because i felt like the people that i was reaching out to they had their own their own base that they were their own maybe cousins or their own network that they wanted to put on so for me my key was i determined my my foundation and me being Nigerian, I felt like I shouldn't try to reach out to these other people who already got their network of people that they want to work with. I should just tap into my own network and my network was was Nigerians. And once I did that, you know, I began to expand and here I am today, many 20 years later, 
Um, nice. I've done uh, traveled around the world through DJing, met some amazing people. You know, I've done it all. <laughs> yes, you're blessed. You're blessed. So yeah. you Afrofusion. You've been doing it 20 years. It was even before you know people knew about Afrobeat music. Now it's big old. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But like 10, 20 years ago, people know they know which they happen. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So it's you DJs like you that have really pushed. You know what I'm saying? Afrobeat to the world per Definitely. se. Yeah. You understand, and especially in Chicago, like the local radios, like the hip hop radio stations, the FM radios, you really like you know go above and beyond. So, can you talk about that? Like, how you know you were really one of the trailblazers, you know, to bring Afrobeat to the mainstreams now? You know, what I'm saying it's cool now, but back then, <laughs> it don't be like that, it don't be like that, right? So, um, back then, um Obviously, Afrobeat wasn't as big as it is not right now. But back then, we were listening to. We had a few tracks here and there that we played at, at events back then. Um, but uh, my brother DJ Three K and I, we created this amazing movement about 10, 15 years ago. Yes. About 10, 15 years ago, the Nigerian coalition of Nigerian DJs worldwide. You know, we right. thought it was important to bring a lot of the Nigerian DJs around the world together so that we can create this movement that can push the Afrobeat music. You know what I mean? And one of the tools that we had was we were we were that source for the music. We created a what we call before we created a, a record pool. A record mm-hmm. pool is a is a tool that allows DJs to go to this website and they download all the hot new Afrobeat tracks. But before we did that, we had a lot of the emails for for the DJs and anything anytime we get emails from a lot of the record labels or we get songs that we feel we need to push, we send them through the emails. So we had a lot of emails of different DJs from around the world. I mean, in Nigeria, we were servicing DJs in Nigeria to you name it around the world basically but so when we yeah. thought that when we figured that we were going really big we felt like okay it's time for us to create a website that we can also service the DJs we, so the, the the website it was called um, Ninja DJs Record Pool and oh. that pool was where we updated a lot of DJs around the world and we also had events as well we had the Nigerian DJ Summer Jam that went on for like 10 years where we go to different cities in the states to do you know parties here and there and that was the avenue where we brought on you know a lot of upcoming artists and established artists to come on and perform so the nigerian dj summer jam was something that we were looking forward to every year and that was a good a huge platform to promote the movement so in a nutshell the creation of the Nigerian DJ, the coalition of Nigerian DJs, uh, and, and the record pool, the summer jam that we did mm-hmm. back then, and you know, I think, I think I'm the Nigerian DJ that has the most mixtapes online. I've been posting mixtapes yes. online since 2002, and to date, I believe I have over 600 mixes online. Hey, you know, over I mean? 600. Yes. Yes. You've been doing it. And then, you know, I love what you said, you know, that is, is your compassion for music, which really, you know, moved you to action and, 
you and your brother DJ 3K, you know, partnering with other DJs across the world. Right. So it's the power of partnership that really makes an impact. So when they see, you know, Afrobeat, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Right. So big ups to that. And music, you know, is an international, I always say it's a love language. You know, I might not know your native tongue, right. but you put on some good music, everybody go calm down. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and, and that takes us to even this, you know, NSARS protest and the police brutality in Nigeria and a lot of musicians and DJs both back at home and in the diaspora I think you guys really did a, a great job bringing you know the hashtag NSARS um, movement really to the to the forefront you know so talk talk more about that like the power of music and how you know it's able to give a voice you know to people and even motivate people during protests you know when you out on the street you hungry, you tired, but you know, you put on some good jams, you have a DJ at the protest, at the front line, you know, it turns up the vibes, you know, so talk more about that. You know, the inside is unfortunate that, you know, it had to, it had to come to that, it had to come to protest, it had to come to people getting killed, you know what I mean, it's unfortunate, but over the years, there's been a lot of artists that have been creating songs that, that uh, are, uh, you know, songs that talk about you know what's going on in Nigeria, from the police mm-hmm. brutality to the government the corruption, and you know during the Ed Sass protest, you know a lot of these songs just come on, and you know it kind of ignites the fire, it ignites the frustration that people have been going through for so many years when they hear mm-hmm. a lot of these songs. So, you know a lot of artists and the type of songs that they release has a huge impact on 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 on, on the youths. And how they yeah. feel like, you know, they've been treated from, again, like the end size. You know, there's this song by uh, African China called Mr. President that talks mm-hmm. about police brutality. There's a song by Idris Abdul Karim that's called Nigeria Jaga Jaga. You know, they're definitely, mm-hmm. these are songs that have, <laughs> that are still yes. the test of time. A lot of these songs are over 10, 15 years old, you know, yes. even with Fela, a lot of songs that But still relevant. Exactly, today. exactly. <laughs> you know so um yeah i think that that is hot so and just the power of music to to just tell a story historically you know mm-hmm. and it shows like you know where we've come from and then where we still need to make progress in areas so just like you said you know people have been singing about this 10 15 20 years even more you know <laughs> so but i think this time you know what what has really made a change is that you know our parents age people were scared so when you even get people to sing like fella's mother you know they killed her they'll assassinate you and then they put fear into the society so people are in fear mode and you know and then their rights they're afraid to 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 stick up for themselves Mm -hmm. but now people were like enough is enough you know i think our generation of youths um, are doing things quite differently. Just like you said, you know, Afrobeats, you know, and, and you know, and, and African music has been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But why is it our generation, you know what I'm saying, that's really making it global? Absolutely. You know, so you have the power of technology. Absolutely. You know, social media. So there's other ways, you know, where we can reach a global audience mm-hmm. where our parents before did not have that access. So in, back in the days, you know, if you want to go to the media, they can shut you down. But if you're in social media, it can go viral. So they can't shut that down, right. you know? Right. So what do you think, like, are the next steps? You know what I'm saying? That we can push, like, go from protests 
to really make progress to reform Nigeria? Like, do you see like some even like the DJs, you know, musicians, some of the celebrities, like some of you guys can be great, you know, political leaders. I know a lot of you guys run away from politics, mm-hmm. but you know, to really make sustainable change, you need to inf- affect policies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and if we want to make a huge impact, we need to be able to put our people there. So, and I know that you're well connected. You are not. Signed. <laughs> I mean, you know, very, you think very, very well connected. Your network of people. So, uh, you know, you guys should be appointing who go take over all 36 states in Nigeria. So, wait till they happen. What's the next step? <laughs> Look, you know, I mean, there are people who have influences, but are they, are they, because I'm the type of person, like, if I'm not passionate about, if I don't have the resources to do something or if I don't have the technicality, I'm not going to put myself in a situation whereby you know it's going to be challenging and it's going to tell on my work but if there are people that i feel like they can do it you know i would give them my support 100 percent. you know 2023 i believe is the next presidential elections in nigeria yes and that's that we have to build towards that and how do we build towards that we have to obviously have like they're doing right now have to have a, a political party that's mainly for the youths because a lot of the youths are really the ones that are out there protesting and doing uh, they're the ones that really want to change you know their, their, their parents couldn't do it at their time for one reason or the other but now mm-hmm. the youths have to like take pull the bull by the horn have that political political party that's for the youths by the youths they have uh everybody must get their pbc you know what i'm saying yes. so um, I believe a lot of the things that we're talking about are already in, in already in plans. We just have to support their movement and hope that come 2020, you know, it, that will begin a new a new Nigeria. Because a lot of the things that people have been facing, that are facing in Nigeria, um, they, we've been facing that before I was born. You know what I'm no life, Nepal problem. Right. You understand? Bad, bro. How can we still be having Nepal problem? And Nigeria is the richest, <laughs> generating GDP, <laughs> richest country in Africa. Right. We have the Alipunangotes to the Ote dollars. We have big boys, and we have even those that even are richer than that. They don't store correct money, but you know they cannot be listed on Forbes. Right. So how are we still suffering? So even if it's not at that governmental level, like how come we can't get a contract? You know what I'm saying? Like give me contract. We they here. We already know the system. Do you understand? Yeah. All of you guys, look, you're a business administration. You, most of you guys, even in the music industry, are highly educated. You understand? Yeah. How come they're giving Chinese contracts to come build shit in our country? Yeah. But we cannot get contracts. Do you understand to fix the lights? in our own country so things like that so even if it's not necessarily at the political level but within like you know what i'm saying the infrastructure and the sector that you know what i'm saying that you're talented right you know so whether it's business whether it's engineering whether you be lawyer whether healthcare whatever do you understand let's all of us just take our sector that we are the the experts in and we should just take over because these people uh, they need to go absolutely you understand absolutely. they need to by force today i was so sad when i heard rollins you know one of my favorite president people don't know mm-hmm. but people might think oh is it's harsh 
I love JJ Rollins. He was a gangster, but that's what Africa needs. Our people, we don't need a self. Right. You understand? Yeah. You know you have enemies. Do you understand? You know some godfathers. If you don't kill them, they're going to kill Absolutely. you. So it's better to take them out. Sometimes people will say our spiritual warfare, but even in Bibeli, Mimo, they went to war and they kill people. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't kill them, they're going to kill Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> so I like him. People thought he was a harsh military leader, but he got the job done. Shit, that's what, this is not America. Africa, <laughs> we are Africans. Do you understand our people sometimes? You just need to deal with them very, very well. You know, these olden leaders. I went back, you know, Nigeria is 60 years old. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was going back and I was like, oh my God, these are the same old ass leaders, excuse my language, that has been ruling our country. Yeah. Most of them are older than Nigeria. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and they've been ruling twice. Obasanjo, yeah. military ruler. Now he's civilian. The current president, Buhari, yeah. he was military. Yeah. Now he's civilian. This is out of 200 million Nigerians all over the world. These are the same garbage people. So what, why wouldn't we get garbage? You understand? Yeah. So what do you think? Because you live, you have the best of both worlds. You, you grew up there. You went to high school there. You came here. You know what I'm saying? So you see things from, you know, two, two viewpoints. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So what do you think that we can do, even if you don't want to get into politics? But, you know, it, it's like, okay, I'm an engineer. So I think that I can build, you know, infrastructure back in Nigeria. Like, wh- how do you think that we can all come together and partner to really be a lifeline to our people back at home? Because I really think that the missing link is us in the diaspora helping to lift up our people back at home. So what do you think? Well, I mean, it's only much that us in the diaspora can do because we are not there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I said, yeah. like yeah. I said, you know, that political party is getting the right people in the right in the right office. You know, that political party will get the youths. The youths are the ones that have their energy right now. You know, yes. um, maybe a lot of people in diaspora, if they feel they can, they can contribute whatever to Nigeria, maybe they need to move back because you can't really do anything once you're outside. You have to be inside to be able to do things. And, you know, the ones that are here, you just got to support the people that are back home in whatever way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like I like the solidarity that people, Nigerian, young Nigerians around the world, came together during the protest to make some noise. Mm-hmm. So that shows that you know people in diaspora are definitely they are definitely uh, in support of of the youths in Nigeria as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So how can people, you know, get in touch with you if they want to do any collabs if they want to host you? I see you're doing even virtual parties, you know, and, 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 and shows and webinars. I was like, oh, I said, that's hot. So how can people get in touch with you? And what are some, some projects that you have working on, you know, so you can give a sneak peek of how people can support you and get in contact with you? Well, I mean, you know, this whole pandemic it has has held a lot of us back, but I'm not going to lie. I've been yeah. able to find the positive through the whole pandemic. You know, I'm the type of person that whatever challenging situation that I'm in, I try not to focus on the, on the negatives. I figure out what the positive yeah. is and stop beating a dead horse and keep it moving. You know, so the pandemic allowed me to discover uh, a, a virtual clubbing, a virtual partying experience called Club Survival. You know, I've had, nice. I've had that since, uh, since March, whereby uh, yeah. a lot of people, about 40, 50 people who consistently uh, 
who consistently come on my virtual events. It could be Zoom, it could be Instagram, it could be Twitch. You know what I mean? So uh, that's one of my biggest achievements during this pandemic. But uh, everybody else can, you know, you can just Google DJ D Money or follow me on Instagram at DJ D E E M O N Y. You know, I'm on Facebook as well, DJ D Money. D-E-E-M anyway, yeah. I'm everywhere. Just Google, follow me. If you need my number, Google it is on there. You know what I mean? So Yes, so and we must support our people. Definitely. So I tell people I've 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 tuned into to your shows. And even, you know, I tell people I say you can financially support yeah. a lot of our great DJs, you know, through their cash Absolutely. app and 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 um and donate to them because you guys, you know, music really motivates us. A lot of us have been down mm-hmm. and just being, you know, in the field of public health, you know, this pandemic, of course, <laughs> we're overworked and overstressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you hear music, it really is calming, you know, for the soul. And it's really, you know, self-care and empowerment, you know, to have, you know, a live yeah. DJ, you know what I'm saying, with hot music. And you do different fuses. So sometimes, you know, I remember you even took us back old school, you know, Alpha D2. Yeah. I said, oh, is he playing, you know, pizza? I said, Jesus, you know. Got to play something for everybody. I, I was I was on a conference call like, where I had to put it on mute because I had to dance to that. I was like, Jesus, yes, yeah. this is it. So you got something for everybody, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The old school people, you know, and the new school. So I like how you do that. Definitely. So thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you for your great work. Thank you. So I want to leave everybody with the African proverb of the week is from, of course, another legend, celebrity fella, mm-hmm. QT. So it says, if it's not fit to live in, then our job is to make right. it fit. Once again, if it's not fit to live in, then our job is to make it fit. Yes, so so all of us are change agents. So thank you so much. You. Do you have any last words? Nah, man. Just keep keep, keep, keep doing what you do. And uh, God will continue to bless you. And let's continue to uplift and elevate each other. Because your greatness is my greatness. Yes. My greatness is your greatness. Yes, so bless up. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Take Much care. Much love. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.